That's true. Well, I, I kind of did the same thing, but with a different movie, which was the new Power Rangers movie <laughs> that oh, I watched boy. a few weeks ago. Oh, that is fuck. like the definition of a rubberneck movie. I don't know if I made that up or not, but it's like you it's so bad, but you can't turn away. Like, you know, it's bad. You shouldn't look, but you can't <laughs> help yourself. <laughs> I watched watch the whole thing. I watched that on on a flight at some point. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that's such a bad movie. It it's is not good. Terrible. What's her face was pretty funny though. Elizabeth Banks just like eating all the gold at a uh, at a mall or whatever. What can I what uh, can I get you? Gold. <laughs> what the fuck? Nom nom nom. Okay. Well, you guys want to get started? Yeah, let's get this out of the way. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Hold My Popcorn, where we make fun of the good movies and trash the bad ones. As always, I'm Max Haley in Nashville. Tim and Derek both could make it in today, but we do have Bill Dooley in the land of DMX, Portland, Maine. How are you, Bill? <laughs> I'm doing super swell. Thanks, Mac. That was, uh, that was a super interaction. I like oh, that. You're welcome. And in California, we have the Sacramento Freeway masturbator, John Anoshak. God, Sacramento masturbator Johnny Love Shack is here to tell everybody that I cannot fucking wait to get this movie out of my fucking head. <laughs> uh, how are you, Max? I'm going to be better after we're done with this. Uh, <laughs> I was just. Yes. <laughs> so, the listeners at home, we have like, we have backed off on doing this movie like three or four times. We just keep on pushing it back. <laughs> You're all lucky that you're getting anything out of this. This is going to be uh, definitely a footnotes version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, halftime's over. So let's get into the second half and finish this fucking thing. So it was just a quick little recap. We ended the last show with the Beam and Pacino argument. And now we're going to be jumping into the house party at LT's where they have a food and drug uh, buffet line. <laughs> <laughs> I also love that you can get blowjobs upstairs in the bedroom, but if you have sex, you have to go down to the beach. <laughs> yeah, you can't mess up I, the kids' sheets. I mean, there's just, but there's, regardless, like, you have fluid. <laughs> he said something along the lines of, uh, he said something along the lines of, like, if you're not, if there's no semen, you're not trying, or something like that. I'm sure it <laughs> rhymed, but it's just like, that was, that was necessary. I didn't need that. <laughs> if you ain't got semen, you're dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> All right, LT. Oh, God. How's all the concussions going uh, there? Terrible. And remember, kids, don't smoke crap. <laughs> like me, LT. It's amazing he actually remembered the lines in this movie. He was actually really good at it. I, I, I Shockingly good. I have to say. Yeah. Yeah, so I, Beeman being the jaded prick that he's turned into, talks shit about the defense and doesn't back down, so LT cuts Beeman's car in half. <laughs> respect must be paid like that is the, <laughs> the accent I don't understand it that must be where Ice-T picked it up from for the <laughs> that's oh man what, that's cold that's, that's cold that's guys cold um, alright first of all why the fuck does he have this giant fucking saw that can saw a car in half like how does that just something that he ha- I know he's super rich that's fine why would he have that at any point because he's a fucking manly man not manly enough to wear safety goggles and gloves and and hearing protection. The guy, the, <laughs> he came the guy, prepared. He, yeah, he really came prepared. The guy that is just signing away his life in all of his memories, you know, like for, for a few extra bucks, wears fucking hearing protection when he's cutting a car in half for the fun of it. I also pretty sure you shouldn't operate that saw on drugs and alcohol, but no. that's probably not the biggest issue here. 
Well, was, yeah, that, that's the whole thing. It's, it's it's just cocaine. He's putting his gloves and like looking in the mirror, putting on his like his safety goggles, and he's like, "I am so fucking smart." <laughs> so notice he's like the only player in the entire movie that actually you don't see doing drugs. I'm sure they're like, "Okay, uh, we got to keep him kind of away from the scenes where everyone's doing drugs. He's gonna relapse. Like, he'll kill everybody on set." Like, <laughs> no, I also noticed too when they're cutting his car in half is that uh, Crozier's in the background. So you have the offensive coordinator at this like cocaine and hooker party. <laughs> like he Was is really? Lane Kiffin. I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh, yeah. So hilarious. the scene when, when uh, Jamie Foxx, you know, they have that shot of him through uh, the windows and he's like looking outside. He's like, what the fuck? It's, I mean, Aaron Eckhart is right there, like right next to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we get, we get more of the uh, terrific, uh, absolutely terrific cinematography of cutting between the interview and the party in this, in this scene Ugh. too. And you, you get to listen to more of uh, the janitor from Scrubs sucking Beeman's dick, um, <laughs> which is just just really wonderful. Loved loved that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, this is like an underrated thing, but they have a they have like a game that week. So they're just like getting shift face, cutting cars in half, doing blow on like a Wednesday when they got a game on Sunday. I just imagine this is how every other team in the NFL other than the Patriots functions. Is that, <laughs> that's is why that not that's the case? <laughs> Thank you, Antonio Brown. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I just god damn. I I have nothing. I have nothing. I really okay. I love the house party scene. It actually is fantastic. Mainly because I get to see my favorite character uh Madman just like <laughs> oh yeah, the drugs all the shit and throw that on the ground, break all the glass and then just start fucking somebody on top of the <laughs> Put the glass on my asshole. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> or with him where he's talking to his wife or something. He's like, well, blah, 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 blah. I need to do this and answer the door or whatever. He was like, why aren't you doing it? I can't. What the fuck I get married for? When <laughs> <laughs> they got Just dogs and cages trash. in the house. <laughs> yeah, that's a Mad fucked man. up scene. That's a real fucked up scene. I can see why they cast him as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy. <laughs> like, look at his Dude, house. He's fitting. It's like chickens running around on a dirt floor. <laughs> Biting their heads off. Do you uh, do you think that LL Cool J is kind of a kind of a snitch bitch for telling the telling the the linebacker Lawrence Taylor about uh, what Beeman said? Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, it's because he hates Beeman. He wants Beeman yeah. to get his ass kicked so he can get the ball again. Yeah, he he just didn't he just didn't want to have to f- fight Beeman himself. No, and also well, like the wide receiver kind of just like you know, rolls his eyes and raises his eyebrows like, oh man, you shouldn't say that. And Ella Cool J just like runs away like a little high school girl. (laughs) You would know. Hey shark, hey shark, guess what happened? Guess what happened? Guess, 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 guess. (laughs) No, guess first. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Seriously. He was saying bad naughty words about you in the defense. I'm serious. Don't (laughs) laugh at me. So now the whole team is pissed at Beeman and the offensive line quits on their quarterback as the Sharks get crushed in the muddiest, most rain-soaked game in NFL history. Yeah, that was insane. I mean, can do football games actually run in that kind of weather? Like, I've seen it bad, but I mean, come on. I mean, it's Miami. I think they're playing during a hurricane, like a literal hurricane. Jesus. Yeah. I, don't know. I I found that whole I I look I did I I'm gonna come out I, this might surprise you I did not enjoy this movie um, <laughs> wow but but I really really enjoyed this scene because I just fucking hated Willie Beeman so much <laughs> I hated him so much and it was so satisfying to just see his fucking shit get pushed in this scene the whole time it was great 
to see his neck snap the wrong way when it gets hit by a blindside hit. (laughs) He didn't have enough enough of that beaming juice or whatever the hell it was that he said. (laughs) Flex your chest with metrics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... Um, yeah, we'll just move into the next part. Yeah, you know, that'll cool. Jane Beam again to a fight, whatever. So you get some more disoriented cuts by Stone as Pacino and Brown get shit-faced and reminisce about the old days when players were more humbled and played for the love of the game, not for the money, as you get the Willie Beam and MyPlex commercial <laughs> back on the TV again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> also, how many hookers are there in Miami? Because... Son of a bitch. She's like, they're just like looking at like just 10 of them just waiting like, hi, hey. Yeah. Ooh. They're like fucking hawks going over dead prey. I was just going to say, it's probably, they they know a good target. He's probably Mm -hmm. a recognizable like and well-known in their industry. They probably just follow him around. Yep. That's what I would do if I was a prostitute, which I'm not. (laughs) To be clear, I am not. Unless (laughs) you're interested. But otherwise, I'm not a prostitute. I mean, what can you like put a down payment on a on a hooker, you know, and have it, like lease them out, you know? And it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, the tires fell off. I need a new model. Like switch it out, because <laughs> I would imagine at the professional level, that's what you would want to go for. It's just like, yeah, I'm just going to lease you out for like six months and uh, probably put it move it into a timeshare with my uh, buddy Brown here. Yep. Yeah, I mean, probably. There's, that's probably an option in the in the human trafficking segment of the the workforce. Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Max, you want to contribute to that? No. Nope. You sound like you sound like you have something to add. No, no, I'm good. I'm gonna just move no, on you, to the next scene. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna fly through this, guys. <laughs> Twenty-five minute episode. <laughs> In a brand new episode, of hold my popcorn. The boys talk about the second half of any given Sunday, along with uh, human trafficking and CTEs and cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is going to be the only true mini episode. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, what is the interest rate on putting a down payment and leasing a hooker? No. Zero <laughs> percent APR for the first three months. What's the escrow on a hua? Who is in Who is just like who is? So then you get an yes. underratedly great act of scene by Lawrence Taylor the following morning with him begging Pacino to let him play. Because he's three tackles and one sack away from a million dollar bonus, which uh, ends with him signing a waiver. Oh, my God. Jeez. Not good. So, like, why did the NFL not freak the fuck out about this film? But Will Smith gets behind something about it and they lose their minds. You know why? It's because the NFL disowned this movie and the NFL uh, cooperated and worked with the Will Smith movie. That's why I refuse to watch it. They fucking watered it down. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Why would they care? Like, why would Hollywood care? Hollywood is bigger than the fucking NFL. Does they like free shit? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that scene, I imagine that that was, is, a, is another probably pretty accurate representation. Maybe not anymore, but like of 90s football, 80s football. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with Matthew Modine talking, he's like, you broke your neck and never healed correctly because they just rushed him back onto the field. And he's like, I don't give a shit. It's like I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Like that's that's the mentality to have. That is that is a terrible terrible decision to make. I and like and the fact that Al Pacino or whatever uh, Tony gives him the uh, 
Yeah. Dem- Dem- How do you say that? D'Amato. D'Amato. Yeah. Sure. Let's go with That's why I just keep on saying Pacino. Pacino. Let's stick with that. The fact that he even gave him the choice to sign the waiver. Ugh. Just gross. Gross. I also, it's, it's just funny also, like this scene, it's Matthew Modine, Al Pacino, and then two <laughs> NFL Hall of Famers in the scene. And the two <laughs> NFL Hall of Famers are doing a better job than the two actors in this one way, scene. Way, way better. But that's because they literally live this. I mean, this that's true. <laughs> well, I had written that down. It's like, this is Jim Brown's best scene because this is like what Jim Brown actually does in real life. Like he mentors players and tells them to get out before it's too late because that's what he did before he gives you a stroke. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he's just talking about the punch drunk thing. It's like, I mean, Jim, when did, when did Jim Brown retire? What was he like? 27, 28. He's already like the all time rushing leader at that point. Oh, wow. OK, so he really he had a plan. He retired to do the dirty dozen. Ah, fucking love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Fangirl, fangirl, fangirl. My nipples are so hard. (laughs) Fucking love that movie. Can we do that movie, Max? Max, please. (laughs) Please. Can we do that movie? What's the Dirty Dozen? Oh, fuck you. I'm never being on your team again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's like a a 1960s movie. Who was it? Lee Army and Charles Bronson and Jim Brown. As um, the day approaches, Colonel Breed hands the roguish Major Reisman an important assignment. This sounds stupid. I don't want to watch it. (laughs) Dude, it's basically, it's like the proto and glorious bastard. It is. Like he goes, what? No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's like, so you have this army major and they need to, ha- they need to go kill a bunch of Nazis, you know, behind enemy lines. So he goes and he recruits all of these guys basically on death row from the military, you know, for, you know, they, they killed civilians or some shit like that. And he's like, if you do this mission, you'll go free. And they're all like, okay. So, so, so yeah. it's inglorious bastards. Yes. It, very similar. Yeah. Okay. Very similar. Including one man who thinks that women are. Satan spawn and he tries to kill all of them. And that was a little dark. So it's ahead of its time. Very dark. Okay. So then this is followed by James Wood getting fired by Pacino in this heated argument. That's uh, an Al Pacino argument. Moving so, on. So does Al Pacino, is, is his character somehow professing to have no knowledge that people were like being rushed through injuries and injuries were being hidden and like he's, he's going to yeah. pretend like he didn't know that. That's yeah. the thing that's like so contradictory about it. It's like, what is it like? Don't ask, don't tell policy here. Like he knows, but just don't tell me about it. Now, now that he had to have a, an uncomfortable conversation, it's the it's the doctor's fault. I know that like that scene did not. I don't think that played the way that they were expecting it to, or at least not for me. No. Well, especially I mean, it's like for me watching just like starting this back up and seeing like scene after scene after scene of like cover ups and Pacino being kind of involved with it and then him freaking out about it. Right. I think if you watch the movie from the beginning to end, like you're already like by this point, you're kind of numb to the whole thing that you're not really paying attention. But if you actually like pay attention to it, it's like this makes no sense. I just love the fact that Woods is all fired up at first and then he just loses steam halfway through and just says, fuck it. Who am I to tell these men not to live their dream? The gladiators, the warriors. I'm not going to stand idly by and be responsible for taking them away from. Ah, fuck it. <laughs> Woods and is so perfect. That's the minute the cocaine wore off. <laughs> I know. It's like you're just as like this is like the definition of you like as a doctor as well. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just gonna half-ass it. If it's too hard, I'll just stop. <laughs> I love. I love. I, I did. I really enjoyed the uh, 
the janitor from Scrubs getting pushed into the bench though at the end. That was that was terrific. Oh no, Bill. Not the janitor, the doctor. Oh, the doctor. The mm-hmm. doctor from Scrubs. Yeah, I yes. said I said janitor before too. Why didn't you correct me? He was trying to be polite. He can't let it go forever. Mm-mm. Well, just so many weeks I can hear you fuck up, Bill, until I have to say something. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> wow, I don't think he knew what to do with that, Max. <laughs> well, well, come well, on, the guy who can't read. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to say my feelings aren't hurt, but I probably might cry myself to sleep tonight. Yeah, that's fair. But care. that's most nights anyway, so. Mm. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to have that awkward silence there. Ugh. <laughs> just, just, just put here. Just put this right into it, right where the silence happens. Because ah! <laughs> that's what's going through my fucking head right now, thinking about this movie. Still, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah. So Tim was originally going to come on, but he's still on vacation. He sent a text a couple hours ago, being like, "Hey guys, I'm not going to be able to make it." I asked everybody, "Hey, can everybody do tomorrow? The next day is kind of like a maybe, maybe not." I'm like, "Fuck it, let's just get this thing over with. We're done. Let's do it. We're done with it." We're doing it live. Push it Fuck it. Push it out. <laughs> do it live. We'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. Uh, and now Sting to carry you out. Oh, Bill <laughs> O'Reilly. <laughs> All right. And now uh, you get another LT monologue uh, in this steam room, which this is like reversed from the Pacino Beeman argument like they should have thrown in all those crazy like lightning bolt clips in this scene. Instead, you just are stuck watching LT in like a fucking foggy steam room talking for like three straight minutes. Yeah. I just stared at his chest the entire time. It made it easier. That was how, how perfectly groomed the areas around <laughs> his chest were. Oh, it's amazing. Like it really is amazing. I wish I had, I've got some chest there. Don't get me wrong, but <clears throat> I just want to kind of uh, do a controlled burn. You know what I mean? Yeah. He definitely yeah. got that shit waxed before the take. Ugh. Like all around the shoulders. I'm like, his, his chest hair is like immaculate. It's like Austin Powers right now. How old <laughs> it's not is a, <laughs> what's that? How old is he? Oh, that's a good question. Let me look, yeah, it, look up. it up now. We're at the time of the movie. Uh, I think it's time of the movie. Time of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the third picture that pops up is just his glassy ass fucking cracked out eyes. <laughs> Poor LT. <laughs> He was 40. He was 40 when this uh, came out. So he was probably like 38 or 39 when they filmed it. Okay. All right. Well, actually, uh, what I was going to say, too, is that he actually does a good job of delivering his lines here. I mean, it is like a straight, like one shot for most of it. Again, it's amazing that he can actually remember all this shit. Yeah, yeah. He actually, I mean, the the scene was uncomfortable and weird like the rest of the movie. But I mean, Mm -hmm. he, he, he did a good job. I agree. Only thing I think is funny, though, is that, you know, he's he's talking to Beeman He's like when you think back on your life, you need to be what is it like? You need to uh, be proud of all the things you accomplished, not just your football career. It's like, dude, you fucking cut my car in half like 48 hours ago. Go fuck yourself. Well, and he's also (laughs) delivering that speech like what? 24 hours after potentially signing his life away for a million dollars. Like, I, I don't really see how those two things lined up. He's he's basically giving up everything for football. The real question, why is Willie Beeman just screaming, making creaming girls and all that shit, whatever the <laughs> fuck that little jingle is? Anyways, why the fuck is he driving a fucking Chevy Tahoe? <laughs> like, he's, of he's all the, the cars you could get in fucking Miami, like, oh, man, I got Tahoe, but you know what? I'm going to make it yellow. Her <laughs> thing, yellow. <laughs> just like Gucci, man. Yeah, Gucci. Lemon. <laughs> 
Get that shit lemon. <laughs> oh God, Gucci man. He went to, when he went to uh, court for God knows what. The judge says, "Do you uh, plead guilty or whatever? The are you guilty or whatnot?" And he just looks at the judge and he goes, "Bitch, I might be." <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Gucci man. Gucci, Gucci. Burr. This is a conversation Burr. I can contribute to. <laughs> <laughs> Bill doesn't know what jock jams or DMX is, so he definitely knows who Kushi Main is. That's a person. They, <laughs> that is a human. Yep. They exist. He says words. <laughs> Fast. I once, I once saw a stoned hashish-smoking German man in a cafe in Paris running around with two giant-ass fucking watches screaming, I'm Gucci Man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was. He could have been. Could have been. It could have been like a Freaky Friday situation. You don't know what those rich people get up to. Mm-hmm. It was bizarre. All right. Good tangent. Good tangent. Good stuff. Whew. Let's move on. So after this, Cap gets a green light to start, but he has cold feet. But after a little messed up persuasion, he agrees to play. So this is the other thing about him screaming at James Woods. And, and Cap is going on and on about like, I got blank spots in my memory. I... I, like my hands shake when I touch a spoon. I got painkillers for my neck, my back, my knees. I got loose discs. And then Pacino just goes, we all play hurt. Just hit the needle. <laughs> right. Like, what oh the fuck? God. Oh like, yeah, James Woods is a dick. Doesn't his wife just be like, I'm going to leave you if you don't play. Like, yes. I don't, his wife sh- him another fucking concussion is, is Ugh. the worst person in the world in this movie. I mean, fuck his wife. Jesus Christ. He's like, he's trying to express like real concern for his, like his life and his health. And she's just like, I'm going to fucking leave you if you don't, if you don't keep playing football. You are a football player. (laughs) It's what you do. Oh God. Okay. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I mean, I was hoping I could just be the front man for Levi or something, but shit. (laughs) It's like, he's already got a good plan. He's like, I'm already talking to the networks. I'm going to do a studio job next year. Slap in the face. Right. Suck it up, you pussy. (laughs) Oh, you're going to get a stable job and have a regular income? Fuck that. No way. (laughs) Guaranteed money? Health insurance? I don't think so. (laughs) Get on that field and break yourself again. Uh, She just doesn't want his dick to work again. That's all that is. She's just angry because she was married to Jim Carrey for like six minutes. Oh, really? That's that's her real problem. I think, yeah, she's she's a girl from um, Dumb and Dumber. Ooh, that must have been a dark relationship. Yeah. Jim Carrey, not a, doesn't seem like a good guy. <laughs> not very stable, but you know what? He really loves to fuck with Trump, and I appreciate that. He also oh. really likes to fuck women, even though he has chlamydia. Oh, Really? Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, well, his girlfriend's killed herself because of all of the STD she got from him, and, he's, <sighs> and he said, I can't have, I can't have this right now. Um, you're stressing me out. <laughs> My doctor said you shouldn't be doing like he did some bullshit and then she killed herself. Oh, yeah. Boy. What? Yeah. When the fuck did this happen? A couple of years ago. That's why he doesn't do movies really anymore. Oh, my God. Yeah. You look it up after the show. It's fucked up. It's sad. God damn. All these fucking everybody's like no one's innocent anymore. It's like Bill Cosby rapes people. Louis C.K. masturbates at people. <laughs> fucking Jim yep. Carrey gets people to commit suicide. Like What the fuck? Yep. It's it's amazing that the chronic masturbator is uh, the least offensive of the group. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And he actually came out on his own. So, yeah. I mean, give him credit for that, at least. 
not saying it's okay what he did, but <laughs> right, right. No, I mean, I guess compared at least to other people, at least he didn't touch anybody at the end of the day. <laughs> It's very true. Well, also like some of the, some of the interviews that came out, like Sarah Silverman was like, yeah, I used to let him do it. I didn't care. And then it just got weird. I'm like, what do you mean? It got weird. It, yeah. <laughs> when, at what point did it get weird? Was it, when was it not weird already? Yeah. It's like the 12th time it got weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's the magic number. <laughs> TV 12. All right. After this, Beeman is at dinner with his new agent. Now he rents it to his ex-girlfriend flirts. Actually, I'm just skip all this. No, nobody gives a fuck about that. Nobody gives a fuck about nah, it. Gives doesn't, a shit. It doesn't even add anything to the storyline. It changes. Not like he doesn't end up with her. No, it she's gone. That doesn't change the way he acts as a person. I, I guess maybe the game where his team gave up on him changes that. And like, this is his first display of like his changed mentality. I don't know. But it was nothing. This was a nothing scene. It was a nothing storyline. I thought we agreed to move on from this scene. Yeah, well, I was upset about it and I wanted to say something. <laughs> I think the only thing it's in passing, too, but he he talks about it, he's like, yeah, but what if my shoulder's bad? And his agent's like, man, why would you, why would you tell me that? <laughs> God, it's such a horrible business. Like even professional wrestling is better. I don't think that's true. You, you don't think professional wrestling is better than the NFL? In terms of what they do with their players? I I absolutely do not think that it is. I think that's been pretty well established like recently, actually. Um, so? They're actors. Yeah, but they get real injuries, and the uh, the W like the the WWE hires them on as like independent contractors, so they don't owe them shit for nothing. Like they don't oh. they don't get health insurance. They um, don't they don't mm. have anything when they walk away, no matter what happened to them, even if they get hurt on the job. They basically they're basically all LT. Uh, signing a, a waiver that, you know, if shit happens, then they're just fucked. And that's that's the WWE. Fair enough. <laughs> it's much worse. <laughs> okay. Uh, your right. new name is Dream Crusher. That's what I'm going to start fucking calling <laughs> you from now on. Just uh, let Dream Crusher come in. <laughs> i do what I can. I feel like that's been this whole episode so far, though. So that's I mean, this this can just be the depressing one. <laughs> the dream crusher episode yeah. <laughs> part two dream crusher <laughs> <laughs> so after this uh you get diaz versus pacino round two with pacino saying he's uh gonna start cap and trade beeman which does not go over well with diaz nope no nope. Nope. nope dude she's scary she's really scary sometimes in the roles that she plays or i'm like i would oh, not yeah. oh oh my god I mean, Dude. I might, I might want to fuck her, but I do not want to fuck with her. You no. know what I mean? Have you ever seen the counselor? Yeah. Dude, she's fucking like really scary in that. Oh, do you remember the fucking like suction cup jellyfish? Like explanation? <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like, she just kind of like, she put it on the windshield and just like. So you know, like a like, sucker oh. fish does against a glass. <laughs> like, oh, gross. What oh. the fuck is going on? I think so, that's one of the worst movies ever made, but at the same it's time, terrible. it was very good. <laughs> so, Bill, there's a movie called The Counselor. It okay. was uh, written by Cormac McCarthy. It was All his right. first screenplay. It was uh, directed by, uh, I think of his name, Ridley Scott. Okay. Starring uh, Michael Fassbender. It's a huge cast. It's like Michael oh, it's Fassbender, um, the dude from No Country for Old Men, Harvey R. Barden, um, Cameron Diaz, Penelope Brad Cruz, Pitt. Brad Pitt. Like, it's a huge, huge cast. The movie sucks. But there's a scene. <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene in which Cameron Diaz fucks a car. 
Oh God. Okay. All right. Dude, the song like, I like my sex. That that techno song. <laughs> gives her husband like fucking PTSD doing this. This is the No Country for Old Old Men guy. <laughs> like he's just like recounting the story, and he's just like getting like whiter and whiter as he's talking about it. <laughs> Here's the thousand like, yard stare. Why Why she do it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> also, it is worth watching the whole film just to see Brad Pitt look, just get his get fucking decapitated. Head. Just yeah, like fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, splat, fuck you. It sounds like a good movie. Maybe we can do that one. Yeah, we should because it's it's not good. <laughs> that would actually be a good one to tear apart. Yeah, let's do that. It would we honestly should. be more enjoyable at this point than fucking any given Sunday. Because goddamn, what are we even? Why are we even still recording? <laughs> where am i we should have just moved on to rudy and just like completely ignore the fact that we only did half of the movie <laughs> <laughs> i would love that uh, spoiler alert somebody loses a fucking eyeball and it's awesome <laughs> Woo! and then the movie yeah. ends <laughs> you know there's like a back and forth argument Pacino was just saying that he was able to win because your dad didn't get in the way and she Diaz is like you're washed up, and the reason why you're not the GM, and she he names me the GM is because of that or some shit, whatever. I, I right. feel like we saw that conversation happen like three different times throughout this movie. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it's very true. It's just a it's the Pacino argument. All it is is rah, 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 rah. <laughs> your father didn't interfere. <laughs> Thanks, Al. Uh, good, yeah, good contribution. Uh, mm. And they also just love to talk over each other, which is just. Mm, love that kind of movie making. I know that like it's an <laughs> argument. That's just how it goes in real life, but it doesn't make for an enjoyable experience to watch. So it doesn't bill. No, it doesn't. No, why not? I don't like it. when I disagree, just- Bill. Oh, okay. That was, that was the whole thing. It didn't work out well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after this, he gets some drunken, sad alone time with Pacino for a few minutes, which leads into the famous inches pregame speech. Life is a game of inches. Inches! Al Pacino. <laughs> Son of a woman. Son of a woman. Scarface. <laughs> he just starts listing all of his, all of his filmography. <laughs> She's got a great ass. Uh, uh, inches. <laughs> we claw for those inches with our fingernails. Uh, somebody get me a Pepsi. <laughs> Fucking lightheaded. Smell burnt toast. A lot of personal uh, info going on here. Just, you know, it's like, I've pissed away all my money and anyone who's ever loved me. Yeah. My dick doesn't work anymore. I'm spending 50 grand a week on a hooker from Saved by the Bell because I'm lonely. My kids won't return my calls. I I did not find this to be a very inspiring speech at all. I don't understand why this has become like a famous thing. It's because of the Friday Night Lights music that's going on in the background. That's why. (laughs) The horrific, like that, like. Super scary, ghoulish guy with all the eye black. It's got like the lightning bolt eye. eye. Oh, right. Madman? No, there's a black dude, too. It's like really fucking scary. He looks like the Grim Reaper. Ooh. Ooh. He just starts barking. They cut to him for a minute. He's just. (laughs) Whoa, that dog can hunt. (laughs) Big dog. Dog's going to eat. Hold on down. Can you imagine Bill Belichick having this this same kind of speech before a game? <laughs> Bill, like people, the players don't even know Bill's son's name. He's on the fucking team. He's the secondary coach. <laughs> just just delivered in that uh, that monotone vo- voice that he gives all of his press conferences in. I don't I don't know what to say really. Three minutes to the biggest battle of our professional lives all comes down to today. Game of inches. <laughs> 
that's what winning is. Still, I don't know. I still like the speech. It's it's pumped. Some of the parts are pumped up. Like I, I like the when he says like that's what winning is, and they all get riled up. I'm like, okay, I get it. He definitely gets Beeman and Cap on the same page there because Cap is like looking at the ground, and then he starts getting kind of pumped up. Yeah, this makes me want to put my hand in the garbage disposal and turn it. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. I'm, I'm all right. On that one. <laughs> moving on then. So then you cue Jock Jams with the start of the game. Jock jams, spill jock jams. All right, I was gonna look that up in between. I didn't. I didn't. Jock jams, jock jams, volume two, nineties. Wait, which which jock jams should I be familiar with? Everybody plays basketball. Jock jams, volume two. Well, is volume two what I should know? Jock jams. Yeah, volume two seems to be the popular one. Why don't I Google that? There we go. Yeah. All right. Run, 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 run. <laughs> Jock jams. <laughs> okay. Terrific. Yep. Good. You would recognize um, every single song that was on the first Jock jams that came out. <laughs> oh, so it's volume one. Jesus, John, can you make up your goddamn mind? I don't know how I'm supposed to do my homework. Jock jams. <laughs> Jock jams. Volume one. <laughs> By the way, Johnny Unitas is coach on the other side. Did you know that? I, I didn't. Now you knew. Now I know. I feel better for knowing. Thank you, Max. You're welcome. I'm going to go back and watch the whole movie just for that. You should. It's not. It's not true. I'm not going to do that. Fuck you, Bill. <laughs> Fuck me hard. Um, <laughs> no. So where are we at? What's happening in the movie now? Yeah, so you now you're getting a montage of Cab leading the team down the field, accompanied by the song Use Me by Bill Withers, which ends with this beautiful slow motion spiral pass that's overthrown by an inch as you get a close-up of a comical baffled look on Dennis Quaid's face. It's ironic. It's all about inches, and you fucked it up by an inch. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But you that's did. a great song. Very good song. Really, probably the highlight of the movie for me. Yeah, I agree. That is a fantastic I, song. Yep. Still Still bump it to this day. It's a great song to sell drugs to, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Use me. Here's your dime bag. First hit for free. (laughs) I mean, actually, it's kind of a good drug dealer song. because I think later on in the song, he's talking about how um, you bring me to a party with a bunch of people I don't know. And then you act like you don't know me. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a shitty drug dealer. Yeah. 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 Pretty, pretty uh, appropriate. Max. Was it the first half where you get the fight in the stands where the, the fat guy from oh, Dallas God. is punching the guy? Uh, get that the whole fucking game. <laughs> I love that. That's some high class humor right there. I did laugh out loud at that. That's terrific. Yeah. This movie is like it's half NFL blitz with Grand Theft Auto people in the crowd. <laughs> just like eyes flying on the field and people just like bashing each other in the face in the stands. Oh, uh, it looked like he had damage to his eye. Uh, yeah, it was fucking out of his skull, you lunatic. <laughs> just regular football stuff. That happens all the time, though. It's like, hey, you know how Ronnie Law lost a finger in a game? What if it's an eye? What if it's a nose? Can somebody lose a nose? Is that possible? All this stuff's uh, like, I'll make it possible. Michael Jackson. Yep, that's true. Michael Jackson was originally the kicker in this movie. So Somebody told work. me that Michael Jackson was black at one point, too. <laughs> We're back to the Dream Killer episode. Chuck <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jams, volume one! <laughs> boop, 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 boop. 
Yeah, so uh, Cap, he gets crushed a few times. He fumbles it for a touchdown. Then he does like a John Elway-like hit in the end zone. And then he wakes up seeing people from the 60s with this really dumb-looking you know, look on his face. So Beeman gets to nod at halftime. Um, Diaz and Pacino get into round three. Moving on. So Beeman, now aware of his mistakes, apologizes to the team, and then he starts throwing touchdowns to Terrell Owens. Was that T.O.? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. T.O. had a couple touchdowns in this game. Oh, Great game by T.O. Good for T.O. That's that's good for him. Yeah. You know what I would like to know is how did Al Pacino, how could he possibly tell that the defensive lineman was telling where he was going to go based on his knuckles turning white? That is the most bullshit thing I have ever seen in any football movie. That it, what, what, does he have like a microscope? Does he have uh, uh, the binoculars? <laughs> what the fuck? How is he seeing the white of the knuckles uh, of a defensive lineman in the middle of a football game? No, he was telling him to look for it. Yeah. How did he know to look for it? Because he's played the game, Bill. No, he's been around ever. the game for years. And it actually makes sense to me. I did it, a little bit of D-line. You put all your weight forward usually when you're getting ready to just like go balls deep into, well, the giant fat fuck in front of you. But no. I don't buy it. That does. Uh, I, 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 Bill, you're a running back and cornerback. You don't know shit. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, would you just take me right out there, Max? That's uh, that was a you 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 solidly destroyed my argument. I have nothing now. I'll just cross that line out. So you were the Got guy it. that I would have sawed your truck in half. I'm guessing. <laughs> that that is true. That is correct. Yes. Although I wouldn't have had a truck. I mean, I think if we can tell by my music taste, I would have been driving like a Toyota Corolla or something like that. Yeah. Oh, don't tell me that, dude. This just made you so less sexy to me. <laughs> well, if you, want, if you feel any better, Bill drove uh, an Oldsmobile in high school. That is oh, that's fantastic. Baby blue with like a nice baby blue interior. It was yeah. it was sexy. It was oh, wow. Sexy. Did you ever did you ever sell drugs to that Bill Withers song? <laughs> no, but I should have. I really missed a calling there. Damn. Yeah. Keep on using them until you use them all up. <laughs> okay. Jock Jams, Volume <laughs> One. Featuring Bill Weathers. <laughs> use me, baby. All right. Well, then Dallas decides to go for it on uh, fourth and whatever at the thirty instead of kicking it. And surprise, surprise, LT makes a the uh, dive stopping hit. Getting his bonus, but then also most likely paralyzing himself. Whoa, he lifts his thumb. He's fine. He doesn't he? He gives a thumbs up to everybody. <laughs> he so walk it off. He's good. He'll be fine. He'll be he's fine. only unconscious and not breathing for like a minute. Yeah, no problem there. I mean, sure, he'll certainly kill himself by the time he's 43. But I mean, other than that, he's he's good. Dream crusher, man. He's just going fucking hard on this one. Hey, he's going to fucking kill himself when he's 43. You know, it's, it's all good. Kids, don't you know, smoke the, crack. The typical NFL retirement shotgun to the chest so you can preserve your brain for science. <laughs> Dream crusher. <laughs> I'm going to put that in an echo. We'll start using that throughout the episode. <laughs> Dream crusher. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. It's awesome. I don't understand. Why can't you do that now with your soundboard? Just do it. Just do it right now. Just, just start doing it. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> we do have a multi-million dollar studio that we're all recording from. So the, the song the song doesn't play in the end? Just the song doesn't play? Bill said that a few weeks ago, too, just underrated. I don't think anybody heard him. <laughs> yeah. 
That was I enjoy. I don't remember what episode that was, but I was re-listening to it. I'd forgotten about it. And like it ends with me just quietly saying, where's the song? <laughs> it just starts going on. Uh, good stuff. Um, so after this, I do like that they actually do have some kind of real football drama as Beeman throws a game winning touchdown, but then it gets called back for a holding play. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That was yeah. good. That's solid. Because there wasn't one fucking flag that had been thrown the entire fucking movie. I know. You got people like just literally ripping each other's <laughs> eyes out. They're like, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Clean fun. It's football. They do like a dog pile and like Madman like punches some dude's fucking teeth in it in another yeah. fucking scene. Like, Jesus. That's what you get, motherfucker. Yeah, just the Dalpatine. Pacino like, hey, uh, calm him down. Why don't you keep him calm? Someone give that dog a bone. <laughs> that dog can hunt. Shit. Uh, are him taking a shit with an IV. <laughs> just oh, God. Again, like an oh, enema. Yeah. Ugh. I'm going to blow Doc. <laughs> I Get fast forward that. What the fuck was that? What was that? Oh, he just had to take a know. shit. He's in all kinds of weird stuff. They're pumping him full of it. It just, I, pills I don't know. And yeah. The morphine do- or whatever the fuck the, the the uh, assistant doctor getting stuck in the stall while he's taking that massive dump was hilarious <laughs> that oh was God. that was funny i'm surprised that there were actually doors on the stalls like i remember my football locker room all the doors had been ripped off of the stalls <laughs> jesus christ yeah it was it was rough we had a paper towel dispenser at one point and one of us punched it off like it was a fuck Southern nice. football, gentlemen. That, yeah, that, that didn't happen at our high school. No, because we're a bunch of fucking pussies. That is correct, Matt. That, <laughs> that is, is correct. correct. Sportsmanship award. Exactly. Bone, muscle joint, me. Runny nose, diarrhea, gonorrhea, pink eye, you. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a good burn. That was James Woods, again, being terrific. <laughs> Just being James Woods. <laughs> he was perfect for this in every way. Oh, he was great. So, Beeman then calls time out as he and Pacino make up. And then Pacino, who now has a fire back in him, decides to call for the Statue of Liberty play with nine seconds left and uh, hands it off to Ella Cool J, who makes a selfless play of running out of bounce. So now the Sharks have one play left to win the game. Yay. Yeah. Sports so over. Woo. Sports ball. Woo. Go sports. Yeah, I was really, by this point, I was really ready for this thing to end because the last play of the game, Oliver Stone just starts losing his fucking mind with all these, like, <laughs> lightning bolts and split screenshots, Pacino and Fox in the clouds, like Greek gods. and Yeah, yeah. I was really concerned, too, because I was like, this is, like, the first round playoff game. They still have, either they lose here, or which would be fine, or they win, and there's still two more games because, obviously, they're not going to just blaze over the next two games. They'll show those, right? <laughs> no. Right? Oh, they nope. don't? That's fucking weird. <laughs> That's <not right. laughs> well, not even that. I, I noticed it for the first time today is that um, the Dallas quarterback goes like, all right, we're like one more play away from Minnesota next week. And then Pacino in the press conference, spoiler alert later on, is just going like, well, you know, we were looking for another Pantheon Cup and San Francisco made sure we didn't get that. It's like, so did they go to the Super Bowl? I think that they're playing the West Coast team. I think that's what you're supposed to assume is they went is they they lost in the Pantheon Cup to San Francisco. It's like why would you glaze over like three rounds of football? I was only show the wild card game. So so confused. I really did not understand. Last play of the game. uh, Beeman runs on top of several players like they're a ladder and then scores to win the game. Yeah. 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 Boo. We're all winners. Everyone wins. Except for Lawrence Taylor. 
He's dead. Who's dead? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, and the guy that lost an eye. He he probably He's not doing well. Yeah, he's not doing so good either. And Dennis Quaid is getting choked out by his wife sitting out <laughs> and losing the glory. Useless. After the game, Pacino walks on the field to see Beeman just soaking up the big win, saying that he learned more in one half of football watching cat play than he did in five years. And then Pacino says he's calling it quits after the season. Then Beeman throws a ball and mentions that his shoulders have uh, been hurting him, but Pacino's already gone. What is because, he, fucking Batman? Like, Jesus. Well, because he just doesn't want to hear anything more about anybody's anybody's injuries. He's not dealing with that shit no more. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. I've already got five cases of manslaughter on my case. <laughs> I got to get home to a nice pot of jambalaya. I need some oh. jambalaya with my nice, fresh teenage hooker. <laughs> I've already spent 25 grand on her just waiting at the house. I forgot that this was a road game. <laughs> Dude, hookers ahead, really can hookers really cost that much? I guess good ones can. Probably, well, what's yeah. what's a good yeah. one? Uh, I don't know. That's, that's the president. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not an <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> should we should we make Jeffrey Epstein jokes or is that not a good idea? I feel like uh, that's probably not a good idea. Too I soon. think you should do it, Bill. No, I'm gonna pass. Thanks though. Jeffrey Epstein, good joke, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need. Dream Crusher. <laughs> dream Crusher. Dream, 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 dream Crusher. Uh, can we just talk about how remarkably similar Willie Beeman's season, first season was to Tom Brady's first season? Uh, they both came in and took over for an aging veteran. They both did terrific jobs in the regular season. They both had the aging veteran come in and help win a playoff game. And Tom Brady made that terrific rap video that we all remember. Yeah, I swear to Christ, true. if you just if you keep talking about fucking Pat's football, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking Brady. scream. Goat, TB12, goat, goat, big dick money, <laughs> <laughs> booty sweat, mm. tripping. Uh, well, you know, that could have been a good ending, but no, because this is Oliver Stone. So the movie ends with Pacino at, uh, you know, announcing at his retirement press conference that he's taken the new head coaching job in Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> and he's already signed Willie Beeman as their starting quarterback, which makes everyone freak the fuck out. Then the movie fades out and you get the Jamie Foxx song, Any Given Sunday. And mercifully, this movie is finally over. Dear God. What a huge dick Sunday. move by Al Pacino. Taking the quarterback to a new franchise. Well, I mean, wow. What a what a real dick move. Especially after, you know, having his prized possession that he's been coaching for the guy's entire career, like sacrifice his life. He's like, great. I'll never forget this. I'm leaving you. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just bad people all around. I, I don't think there's one good person in this entire movie except for Willie's ex-girlfriend. Yeah, so he's I, the only one. I know. I think you can. I can. I think you can say the cap. There's literally nothing. No, nothing wrong with Cap. He's just kind of. That's true. He's kind of a pushover with his wife and Al Pacino. Like he should stand up for himself. But he's genuine. Like he won't even swear. There are scenes where he's like, "Oh, whiz. Oh, oh gosh, heck!" Like he, <laughs> he has to give a G whiz. Yeah, I love that. He, this, uh. the, cap is probably the only good person in this movie. All right, got some casting. What ifs. Warner Brothers wanted Clint, 
Fuck. All right. Warner, <laughs> Warner Brothers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> ah, fuck. Warner Brothers wanted Clint Eastwood to star as Tony D'Amato, but uh, he wanted to direct the picture, so the studio declined. Oh, my God. Everything about that would have been an improvement. <laughs> I, I don't know. It would have been a completely different movie. What? Yeah. What, what do you What do you mean you don't know? We Him wouldn't have had cut scenes every 15 seconds giving you seizures. I, I'm not talking about the directorship. I'm talking about him actually playing the, the coach. It would have oh, been oh, horrible. Oh, right. No, I agree horrible. with that. Horrible. And this would have been him just walking around going, get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Get out of my locker room. Yeah. <laughs> that dog can't hunt. <laughs> get off my team. Jock Jams, volume one. (laughs) Jock Jams, volume one. (laughs) But like, it's funny now because like Clint Eastwood as like a 92 year old man is like, like he is like the top director for Warner Brothers studio because he always hands his movies in early and under budget. That's why he keeps on making all these movies is because like the, the studios love them. Like they always make money. They're like, now nah, we want to have Oliver Stone just blow this thing out and have it run like two years past the, the expiration date. I Good move like, by them. I feel like he would have gotten into a fist fight with LL Cool J, but actually win. <laughs> yeah. Old man strength. Old man strength. Exactly. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Come out with like two broken legs. Like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> Eastwood, man. He's a fucking savage. <laughs> fighting fucking dicks off in there. Man. <laughs> That dog can hunt. Also, Robert De Niro turned down the role, and Bruce Willis was considered. No, no, yeah, but Bruce Willis is too young, and De Niro would have sucked in this. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that he would have been that much worse than Al Pacino, though. The whole pregame speech, like that, was made for Pacino. There's no way anyone else could have delivered that. I think Clint Eastwood could have done that just fine. You think so? Yes. The game of inches. Yes. Uh, hey, don't be a punk. Uh. <laughs> what is this guttural <laughs> grunt? It's uh, like, I don't like that in between every time you say something. I don't like that at all. <laughs> Does that make you uncomfortable? <laughs> it, you should have told me that. It's making me very uncomfortable. <laughs> just like jiffies. Uh. Have you ever used a jiffy um, in your professional life before? You know what? The peanut butter? No, a jiffy. You know, like the little moving oh, pictures. Skippy. GIF. Yeah, you're talking about yes. a GIF. No, yes. it's it's a it's it's a it's a GIFy. Hey, hey, John. Hey, John. Go shut. Just, go just just shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> just shut up. It's a GIFy. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Uh, more casting. What if? So Ving Rhames apparently turned down the role that uh, L Cool J took. I know that name. Who the fuck is he? He he is Marcellus Wallace. Oh. Does he look like a bitch? <laughs> No. But why are you treating him like a bitch? Oh. Mission wait, Impossible movies. Who is he supposed to play in this again? The running back. Hello. Yeah. I mean. How he does the Hardee's commercials now. Yeah. That doesn't make been? any sense. Oh, he would have been the same. He was the same age as uh, as Lawrence Taylor. So I guess yeah, that could have worked. He was just too big to be a running back, though. I feel like, like yeah. he could have been a, like a linebacker or a fullback, but a running yeah, a back. Fullback, no. yeah. Right. Like he's too bulky. Yeah, I agree. Um, also Tim's favorite, David Duchovny turned down the role of Ollie, which is, um, the other doctor. <laughs> I don't know why Duchovny turned down all these roles. So like he, he quit the X-Files in 99 to do movies and he turned down like several movies that we've already mentioned. And the movie that he did was like that 
fucking alien movie. It's like, why did you leave X-Files to do an alien movie? What alien movie was it? Oh, it's a comedy with Julian. Oh, Moore. Evolution. Uh, what, what is it? Evolution. 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 That yeah. movie is actually, I love that movie. Yeah, it wasn't bad. But it's like, why would you leave a, a TV show doing about a bunch of fucking aliens and you turn down all these other roles? It's like, when I, you would just assume that he wanted to leave the X-Files to like not be typecast. <clears throat> right, right. Instead, he just does that. And then he goes back to the X-Files. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, uh, he got to be a porn star in that one show you used to watch. What was that called? Californication. Cal- yeah. Yeah, it turned him into an actual sex addict in real life, and he got divorced. Holy shit, really? Oh, really? Yep. God damn, this is the Dream Crusher episode. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> dream Crusher. Dream, 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 dream Crusher. Beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that oh, needs yeah. to go on to your audio divorced, board. Yeah. Divorced in 2014. Oh, that's a shame. She's pretty good looking. Tia. Yeah. Tia. Our, episode, our second episode favorite Tia Leone. Um, Cuba Gooding Jr. Said that he met with Oliver Stone about playing Willie Beeman, but Stone turned him down because he had already played a football player in Jerry Maguire. That's obscure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oliver Stone's a fuckhead. God, this fucking guy. Jesus. So I don't believe this one, but apparently this is IMDb, so it could be all bullshit. Chris Tucker turned down the role of Beeman. That would have been tough. That guy is like a fucking twig. Yeah, no. Can you just imagine that, though? Like, Beeman, I'm starting Cap next game. But that's bullshit, man. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Voice. Yeah, that would have been rough. That would have been real rough. Although, you say Cap's playing this bullshit. I think, I think the the commercial would have been hilarious. Yeah, that would have been good. It was still good. I thought it was pretty good with Jamie Foxx. Also, Jamie Foxx is much bigger than Chris Tucker, at least back then. Yeah, he's he's super scrawny. He was scrawny. I, th- I think Chris Tucker is like ripped now, but back then he wasn't. Huh. Um, John's favorite, Todd Sizemore. And Jesus <laughs> himself, Jim Caviezel. Uh, they were both in the movie, but both the roles were cut out of the film. Wait, really? Jim Caviezel, like Superman? Isn't that who that is? No, that's... Uh, I'm thinking of someone else. That's Henry Cavill. Oh, okay. Jim Jim Caviezel was Jesus in Passion of the Christ. Oh, gotcha. Jesus. What was his role in yeah. this? So he was Pacino's estranged son who he visits in L.A. Oh, And they who, cut it out of the movie. They just, they ended up just doing like a, a drunk dial voicemail. Which, son. no, it wasn't even a voicemail because then the, the phone goes like, you need to dial a number in order for to get connected. Oh, and he goes, oh, shit. That was such a depressing scene. <laughs> oh, Just God. eating Greek yogurt. <laughs> that was rough. What was Tom's role supposed to be? I don't know. But they cut that. They didn't say, but they said that, that role is cut out, too. He's probably the coke dealer at the fucking He's house party. He's definitely the coke dealer. <laughs> Just to be clear, they're, they're, they cut scenes out of this movie? Like, it could have it could have been longer? <laughs> yeah, Bill. You didn't listen last week with the director's cut is six minutes shorter than the original, but they filled in 12 minutes of actual footage in a six-minute less movie, <laughs> which makes perfect sense. Math. I, I love math. I love how it works like that. It's always good when it works like that. Yeah. Um, also, Tom Arnold was originally cast, but then he had to pull out. I don't know who he, he was going to be. Tom Arnold but. should never pull out. <laughs> he should, no, Tom Arnold should always pull out. <laughs> you don't need any more Tom Arnolds running around. <laughs> the poor lady's vagina. Jesus Christ, that fucking head. Poison the fucking gene pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good one, me. Good job, me. 
But last but not least, so I don't know if you guys have heard the story, but Puff Daddy was hired to play Beeman originally, and he was either fired or he quit. Really? So there's two different stories about this. Oh, this is So the good. first story, the first story is that Puffy had to pull out because he was going on tour and the movie just kept on getting pushed back and, and postponed. So that's the first story. The second story is that he went to training camp and he couldn't throw a football. <laughs> that sounds accurate. Yeah, I like that. That seems more that accurate. That one makes way more sense. I like that too. Yeah, they, like they didn't realize until after like they actually, you know, I mentioned last week how they actually did a full training camp and they cut players and stuff. Right. And he went onto the field and he was just throwing like a little bitch and they're like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh God, no. What have we done? But like, even he's not believable. He's a small dude. He's like, what, he's like five, star. five? Yeah, he's tiny. He's like Schwarzenegger short. Schwarzenegger's six, two. I thought Schwarzenegger was a he's little Stallone. guy. You're thinking Stallone. of Stallone. Oh, I'm thinking of so Stallone. Excuse me, excuse yeah. me, excuse yeah. me. But Jamie Foxx did a trial video as Willie Beeman. And it's actually on the DVD extras, which I watched yesterday. Is it good? <laughs> it's actually pretty entertaining. It's like a 10 minute video. It's this like really shitty handheld camera from like 1997, 1998. <laughs> and he's like with all of his boys in a park and he's just throwing passes as Willie Beeman. He's wearing a Deion Sanders jersey. <laughs> it's great. Oh, that's it was a simpler time. Yeah. So like he's just they're doing a bunch of like just like um like you know 15 out just cuts, you know, like left cut like cut routes and like one of the guys like he overthrows it a little bit and he goes back to the camera and goes he's too slow. <laughs> that's where the song the Willie Beeman song came from because he's throwing the ball and all of his buddies are going like Willie Beeman and then he's going like I make the girls creaming and they added something else and he goes you can you can see from my semen <laughs> just keep on going it's hilarious wait 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 they they just came up with that on their own or like yeah and then he used it in the movie oh my god that's great some of the I mean the extras were actually better than the movie because like the other extras the other two extras they had were just Jamie Foxx like doing script reads and he's doing like the two biggest scenes of the movie like his argument with Pacino and then his argument with his girlfriend which are like the best acted scenes in the movie so that was kind of fun to watch. All right. Enough trivia. That was really, that was, that was it. DVD so. extras though, making a comeback after, after a couple of weeks of terrible, terrible extras. So that's, that's good to know. <laughs> oh my God. I should take a, I might take a picture, like a screenshot of the DVD extras of this movie, because it is exactly like the cuts of the movie. There's way too many DVD extras. There's like fucking 50 of them. <laughs> oh God. Never mind. I you look at it, you're like, holy shit. It, it's just, one after the other, they have like every single song, all the music videos, like just they have like seven different uh, commentary tracks. <laughs> like, it's just fucking ridiculous. What the fuck? Seven track? What? Could- Who the hell do they have on there talking? They have like Oliver Stone. They have a producer. They have a writer. They have Jamie Foxx. They have Oliver Stone again with somebody else. It's just like one oh after the God. other. Jeez. Like, Holy shit. This is all in one DVD. And the movie's three hours long. Like, how can that fit all in one DVD? It's okay. It's almost over. So let's get into questions. Okay. Um, I'm going to add a real uh, a question here, though. So, oh, good. I want to go home. <laughs> you are home, John. <laughs> Shit. I want to go to John's home. <laughs> I want to turn this off. All right. In real life, what do you think happened to D'Amato and Beeman? Let me rephrase that because this is in real life. This is all bullshit. So, what, what do you think happened to just D'Amato and Beeman in New Mexico? D'Amato had liver failure um, <laughs> and Beeman probably wandered off into the fucking desert and was never seen from again. Uh, 
I would say um, that Beeman is decapitated in a game because this is NFL Blitz and it's not real life. <laughs> um, it's a counselor movie. That Al, Al Pacino uh, retires and goes on a bender and is killed by a scorpion while walking through the desert. <laughs> Both very morbid. Just go right along with the drink crusher. <laughs> I think mine's also kind of a dream crusher. I feel like the realistic <laughs> view of this is that Beeman has like an RG3 type injury and just like never cool. the same again, like never plays because of the shoulder. And then Pacino gets fired after like two seasons when they go like four and 12 back to back years. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'd like to, I'd like to adjust mine. I'd like to say that the very first game Willie Beeman throws out his shoulder, realizes that injuries are real things and has a <laughs> terrible season. And then Al Pacino and him realize that they don't actually like each other. They just liked winning. <laughs> And they never talk to each other ever again. The end. The end. Then that's it. <laughs> that's the sequel. Dream Crusher. Dream Crusher. Okay, time for real questions. Who's your favorite and least favorite in this? I was. Uh, I was originally going to say Cap because, like I said before, he's the only person in this movie that isn't a piece of shit. But I've decided True. this. Our, our two episodes has changed my mind. And my, my favorite <laughs> character is Dr. Harvey Mandrake, James Woods. He is <laughs> yeah. just hilarious. So good. You know what? He knows what he's doing. He's not fucking around. He's just, he's getting paid and he's getting these guys out in the field. Good for him. He's just a hardworking American doing his job. Fucking cheerleaders and then telling her after she won't come with them to go get butt fucked by 12 Neanderthals. God, all right. That wasn't Jesus. his finest moment. That wasn't his <laughs> finest moment. I forgot that that scene happened. And uh, I'm going to go back to Cap. Cap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a note in here earlier and I didn't say. I was like, wow, that's really racist. That is bad. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. My least favorite Dream character pressure. is Cap's wife. Cap's wife by a bio. Mm. I fucking hate yeah. her. She was the worst. What a bitch. She can fuck herself. That's it. <laughs> Lady Macbeth. Yeah, so, actually. Nice reference, Max. Thank you. Oh. Oh. I'm smart. <laughs> I'm fucking wicked smart. I know my Shakespeare's. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> uh, um, my favorite was uh, Madman. He mm-hmm. was the most accurate. He's absolutely fucking psychotic. He's the only one who acts like he's on steroids, drugs, and like 15 other fucking things to keep his knees from blowing up. That and his fucking neck. But he was great. <laughs> most believable. Um, also, I just want that chest, <laughs> <laughs> that plastic fake chest. Uh, yeah, dude, it was awesome, man. Fuck. Um, Shit, just hairless. <laughs> my, my least favorite was LL Cool J. I fucking mm. hated him the entire time. I don't know who would have done better, but I just, just one, he's a fucking narc from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Tattletailing. Hey, gets what he was saying. Gets what he was saying. He's a fucking mercenary. He has no loyalty to his team. Um, and apparently LL Cool J couldn't fucking get it through his thick skull that they, he was acting in a movie and it wasn't actually real. And that's the thing that we cut out of last episode, but that's another trivia fact is that LL Cool J and Jamie Foxx actually got into like a real fist fight in this movie. And uh, LL Cool J apparently won. Yeah, I could see that. Like pile drove Jamie Foxx to the ground. I mean, he's he's way bigger, I feel like. Yeah, he, he is. He's a fucking hell of a man. Yeah. I'll give him that. But snitches get stitches, which he does get in this movie. And he's not happy about that at all. Um, My favorite, I'll, I'll say Jamie Foxx. He was honestly the best actor in this movie. And 
as far as like actors playing quarterbacks go, he actually looked like a real quarterback. Some of these movies, actors cannot throw for shit. It's true. Yeah. Like Gary Busey and Rookie of the Year. Holy shit. He's just like shot putting the ball to the mound. But at least Jimmy Fox can actually throw a ball. Like there's that scene like when he's complaining about his shoulder at the end of the movie. Yeah, that's like a 40 yard throw that he makes. Huh. Not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and my least favorite is going to be the guy who lost his eye. <laughs> Stay on the field, you goddamn Mary. What a bitch. <laughs> Suck it up. You got Come another on. one. Yeah, get up. You don't need two eyes a block. God gave you two for a reason. Oh, come on. Mm-hmm. An eye for an eye. There's still another one. Come Jesus on. Christ. <laughs> Just like IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes with the rating systems, we decided to make our own. So what would your rating be for this one, guys? This one gets five ejected eyeballs out of uh, <laughs> out of fucking five fifty thousand dollar hookers with Al Pacino's flaccid cock in them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Chuck Jams, all you want. I'm giving this uh, forty five cases of CTE. Out of one <laughs> terrible pot of jambalaya. 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 I'm going to give this 3,000 Oliver Stone film cuts out of a team full of 15-inch black ding-dongs. <laughs> that was a huge cock. <laughs> that was, was a ginormous penis. It was a big penis. That is true. It was a forearm attached to his leg. <laughs> Dude, you could change a tire with that fucking cock. Like... <laughs> Could just kill somebody with that thing. <laughs> could take an eye out. That's what that's how the guy lost his fucking eye. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Um last question, you know, just before we get out of here. What are you guys currently watching and do you guys have any uh TV recommendations? Well, I took your advice and I started watching The Boys and hey. holy shit, what a good what a good show. So Great show. so good. We watched uh I finally got Sam uh, to on board to put it on. Like I think Saturday night, and we like we put it on at like nine o'clock, and we ended up crushing three episodes. So we watched three episodes the next night, and like we're now we're pretty much done with the show. So nice. It's it's so awesome though. It's fucking brutal. Oh yeah. yeah. Max sold me on it. He goes like, dude, I, I, I the first episode, he's like, I keep watching and just constantly out loud being like, what the fuck? And so I start watching it. Yeah. Like 45 seconds in, I just text oh. him back like, Jesus Christ. Oh my God. That <laughs> opening is fucking brutal. That is. Yeah. Ugh. John, if I may, dude. if I may, it is metal. <laughs> <laughs> it's bananas. Uh, oh, guys, <laughs> absolutely bananas. Right. <laughs> With, well, Bill, without giving anything away, the ending is also Metal Bananas. <laughs> metal Bananas. <laughs> try, to, try to just dig your teeth into that one. <laughs> not going to end well for you. Oh, it's going to hurt your teeth. <laughs> it is because it's metal. Um, Netflix uh. just dropped a mini series, six episodes long, called The Spy with Sasha mm. Baron Cohen. Um, as a, you know, in a serious role as a, an Israeli spy planted in Syria in the very early 1960s. Really? He's actually playing like a, a serious role? Yeah. And he is spectacular. Wow. 
The only thing that is a little bit tough is he is just so fucking tall. Like he just everybody he stands next to, he just dwarfs them. Mm. But awesome, awesome spy stuff. It's a little bit easier to digest than Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy in a lot of ways. Um, mainly since they are able to do six episodes, you know, so it's like six hours long. You know, you can go into a lot of detail, but very easy to feel for the characters, for his family, um, for people on both sides of the game, so to speak. It's interesting. It is very, very interesting and relatively, relatively accurate. He's at, the whole thing's actually based off of true events. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So Sasha Barrett Conan was originally Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, I just read that too. And he, I remember when there was like it was pre-production, they were talking about it. And the reason why he left the movie is because they wouldn't let him actually sing. And they're like, no, you got to lip sync. He's like, fuck that. I'm not going to do that. Hmm. Yeah. The guy that I, I, I actually watched that movie recently and it's it's fucking it's a good movie. The guy that they Ugh. got to do it was good. I thought that movie sucked. What? Really? Yeah, I, I didn't thought it was it. so overrated. It's it's literally he's acting for like forty five percent, and then the rest, like the fifty five percent, is just him lip syncing. Like, great, oh, give this guy bullshit. a fucking Oscar. That's bullshit. What about uh, Rocket Man? I do want to see that. I haven't seen that. I, I do want to. I, I, I like that it. actor too, though. Yeah, yeah, he is good. He is good. Yeah. But like originally, Sasha Baron he thought it was going to be kind of like a walk the line, like you know how Joaquin actually sang all the songs. Like he yeah. wanted to do that. Like he has a great voice. He wanted to actually show it off. He loves Freddie Mercury. He's from London. And then they're like, no, now we're just going to just lip sync it. So fuck it. Yeah. I thought the movie was overrated and it's directed by a fucking rapist, but that's, that's not here or there. Dream Dream Crusher. Crusher. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I feel a little personally attacked right now. That's fine. <laughs> Bill, it's okay. I did. So I went to the, the, the Titans Patriots pregame a couple of weeks back and um, one of our friends was talking about that movie and I did one of the same Zuck rant because I was drunk and Nikki was just looking at me like shaking her head. It's like, <laughs> don't. Why? Why do you have to do this? <laughs> I'll just say that I didn't know that it was well received or highly rated. I just I just saw it because Sam wanted to watch it. I was it won best picture and best actor. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. I didn't know that. I just I, I, I was like, all right. Yeah, whatever. I'll watch this movie about Queen. Their music's fine. I was like, oh, this was pleasantly good. I'm happy with this. Yeah. Well, I, I will say it's not a bad movie. Um, if it didn't win best picture or got nominated for like a thousand Oscars and win best director or best actor, I would say it's a good movie. But since it won all those things, it's not. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Um, for me, I'm going to say uh, The Righteous Gemstones on HBO starring uh, Danny McBride, John Goodman. And uh, Adam Devine from uh, Workaholics. Dude, I started watching it the other night and I turned it off the second Adam Devine walked into his house. I was like, I can't. I can't do it. He's a closet gay, evangelical um, Christian dude. It's it's funny. Okay, so I just need to work through it. He's got a faux hawk. Yeah, like, I mean, it's actually really funny. There's a scene like later on in the show that he's bench pressing with this this guy who used to be from the church, Satan, that he converted. He's also (laughs) definitely gay. And he has his balls are hanging out of his jorts when he's doing the bench. <laughs> he's just staring at his fucking nuts when he's doing bench. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's the show, guys. Let's just end it on that note. There's there's that. Uh, oh, if you guys are into, have you all seen the uh, Carnival Row or whatever on Amazon Prime? Oh, that's one that I kind of want to watch. That looks good. It's, uh, mm-hmm. I blew through it. It's it's solid. Um, it's like World War One with uh, like, you know, 
fantasy critters kind of a thing. And it dives heavily into racism. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Like immigration and like hating, hating people that are different and stuff like that. I mean, that's kind of the whole premise of the show, right? Yeah, basically. Good thing that's in the past. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even earth. It's just like another planet, but it's like, but it is earth. But it isn't. Does that have Orlando Bloom in it? Yeah. Yeah. And he's actually really good. He's very believable and uh, lovable character in this. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Especially after you understand his uh, motives, he's uh, it's very interesting. Um, They don't have too many tits because I really get bored with all the tits on TV these days. I'm like, do we really need to show everybody fucking like really? We're just wait like like we're just wasting 20 minutes of of showtime for story for fucking like I can go and pull up Pornhub and see tits like what the fuck? I mean, I think I think it's fair to say that what we need in, in TV more is like 15 inch hammer dicks. I think we can all agree on that. In full penetration. (laughs) (laughs) We need hammer cocks just not fitting into vaginas. That's what we need. But like, honestly, okay, so um, here. That's the show, guys. (laughs) Dream Crusher. (laughs) Dream Crusher. Crush this. Uh, My neighbors are going to hate me. Um, But no, look this up um, when we get off. But it's the best sex scene ever made. No. And you'll know what I mean once you see it. No. No, 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 no. It's really. I'll wait until like work a- tomorrow to watch it, John. <laughs> oh, that's smart. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll just send it to you, fuckers. It's actually it's really funny. You'll like it. You know what? Okay. I'm, you know what I'm holding in my hands right now is a Dixon Ticonderoga HP number two soft. I was getting worried at oh, first geez. when he started up, Bill. <laughs> it's like a, holding my dick. Hold my dicks. Hold my dick. No, 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 no. something much more valuable. <laughs> Less yellow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. If you like the show, please write and review. Tell your friends about us. And um, <laughs> we'll be back next week. Hopefully with the new movie. Woo. Bye. Woo. Bye. <laughs> Tell your mother you love her. And that wraps up our Dream Crushing Any Given Sunday episode, which was brought to you by PodCoin, the podcast player that pays. Right now, if you sign up and use our promo code POPCORN, you'll automatically receive 300 PodCoin for just signing up, where you can earn gift cards to things like Amazon, Starbucks, and Target. Hope you enjoyed this episode more than the last one, and we'll be back next week. 